listening to Law and Gospel. It's Bible Study Wednesday, August the 21st in the year of our Lord 2019. And we're going to be taking a look at Acts chapter 10. Acts chapter 10. Here's the question that we hope to answer. I'm quite confident that the majority of individuals listening to KFUO are Gentiles. I do know we have some Jewish friends who are listening and are interested. In fact, we even have a church uh, with a former Jew who's the pastor uh, teaching about the importance of Jesus Christ. But how did the Gentiles get to be part of the Holy Christian Church? Well, first of all, there's a misunderstanding about Jews being the chosen people. They were chosen not to be the sole people of God, but they were chosen by God to be the people through whom the Messiah would come and through whom the message would be shared. You don't have to wait to the, Old Te- uh, to the New Testament to find out that God wanted Gentiles saved. Read the book of Jonah. Jonah was sent to the town of Nineveh a Gentile town, and he was so upset over that because he didn't like Gentiles that he tried to flee, got swallowed by a large fish, was thrown up on the beach, then went again to the town, and in three days converted the whole town of Gentiles. Of course, he went up on the mountain to see them destroyed, which did not happen. But there's an example, and there's many more in the Old Testament, where Gentiles are also considered to be part of the world to whom the Jews as chosen people were sent. Now, in the New Testament, there's a real clear passage, and we're going to start with Acts chapter 10, verse 1. At Caesarea, there was a man named Cornelius, a centurion of what was known as the Italian cohort, a devout man who feared God with all his household, gave alms generously to the people, and prayed continually to God. Gentiles who were somewhat enamored by the Jewish faith were called proselytes. He was a centurion, which means he was in command of a hundred soldiers. That's why they call it centurion. And the Italian cohort was one of ten cohorts that the Romans had. They kind of had about 6,000 men, and each of the cohorts had approximately 600 soldiers. So there would be six centurions, and Cornelius was one of them. About the ninth hour of the day, and that's the time of normal prayer, he saw clearly in a vision an angel of God come in and say to him, Cornelius? And you can imagine, he stared at him in terror and said, What is it, Lord? And he said to him, Your prayers and your alms have ascended as a memorial before God. Send men to Joppa and bring one Simon, who is called Peter. He is lodging with one Simon, a tanner, whose house is by the sea. So when the angel who spoke to him had departed... Cornelius called two of his servants and a devout soldier from among those who attended him. And it was probably through that devout soldier 
that Cornelius heard of the Jewish understanding of God and maybe even the coming of the Messiah. And he related everything to them, and he sent them to Joppa. Now, on their way to Joppa the very next day, Peter went up on the housetop about the sixth hour. That would be about 6 a.m. to pray. And he became hungry, wanted something to eat. And while they were preparing it, he fell into a trance. And therefore, he sees this vision, verse 11. He saw the heavens open and something like a great sheet descending, being let down by its four corners upon the earth. In it were all kinds of animals and reptiles and birds of the air. Now, being reptiles and certain birds, this would be unclean food. And there came a voice to him, rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, by no means, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. And the voice came to him a second time. This is really critical. What God has made clean, do not call common. This happened three times, and the thing was taken up at once to heaven. Now, we just read part of Chapter 10, where Cornelius the Gentile is sending to get Peter to come to his house. So we can pretty well guess that what's happening is that the Gentiles are also declared clean, not common. But Peter is unaware of what's going on. And in verse 17, it says, Now while Peter was inwardly perplexed, as to what the vision that he had seen might mean. You see, this is really important. This is why it's necessary to have a pastor. Because you can read the Bible and hear about all these events, these visions, etc. But the reason God instituted the office of pastor is to help explain what these various items mean for you. That's what a sermon does. It takes an item. It may explain it, what's actually happening, that this was unclean food, and Peter never eaten unclean food. But what difference does this make to you? And that's what we get into now. So the men who were sent by Cornelius arrived, and they stood at the gate and called out to ask whether Simon, who was called Peter, was lodging there. And while Peter was pondering the vision... The spirit said to him, Behold, three men are looking for you. Rise and go down and accompany them without hesitation, for I have sent them. And when Peter went down to the men and said, I'm the one you are looking for. What is the reason for your coming? And they said, Cornelius, a centurion, an upright and God-fearing man who is well spoken of by the whole Jewish nation, because, and it wasn't unusual for Gentiles to provide monetary funds uh, for the synagogues, etc. That's why he is well spoken of by the Jewish nation. Was directed by a holy angel to send for you to come to his house and hear what you have to say. So Peter invited them in to be his guests. The next day, he arose and went away with them 
And some of the brothers from Joppa accompanied him. So you have the men that Cornelius had sent, including, it appears, a believer. And now some of the men from Joppa also went with Peter. And the following day they entered Caesarea. Cornelius was expecting them and had called together his relatives and close friends. When Peter entered, Cornelius met him and fell down at his feet and worshipped him. This clearly shows Cornelius did have faith, but he was kind of making the mistake that Eve made in Genesis chapter 4, verse 1. She thought Cain was the Messiah, the firstborn. Cornelius maybe thought, well, maybe this is the Messiah. I mean, an angel spoke to me, and therefore he worshipped him. But Peter, this is verse 26, lifted him up, saying, Stand up, I too am a man. Reminds us of the book of Revelation where John goes to bow down and worship the angel who's telling him Revelation. And the angel says, no, worship only God. So that angel was a created angel and he wasn't the Lord. Now, as he talked with him, that's Peter, Peter went in and found many persons gathered. And he said to them, You yourselves know how unlawful it is for a Jew to associate with or to visit anyone of another nation. But God has shown me that I should not call any person common or unclean. So when I was sent for, I came without objection. I asked then, Why you sent for me. So Peter is starting to understand now the vision that he had received, and that would be by the power of the Holy Spirit to give him meaning. And so he's ready to talk to these men. Cornelius said, Four days ago, about this hour, I was praying in my house at the ninth hour, and behold, a man stood before me in bright clothing and said, Cornelius, your prayer has been heard and your alms have been remembered before God. Alms would be donations to the Jewish folks. Send therefore to Joppa and ask for Simon, who is called Peter. He is lodging in the house of Simon, a tanner by the sea. So I sent for you at once, and you have been kind enough to come. Now therefore, and here's the big point. We are all here in the presence of God to hear all that you have been commanded by the Lord. You know, that's almost a pretty good sign for KFUO. KFUO, the radio station, goes into a lot of houses, and now we're on the Internet, so you can listen to us anywhere in the world. And you are to hear from us all that we have been commanded to say by the Lord. Verse 34. So Peter opened his mouth and said, Truly I understand that God shows no partiality, but in every nation, anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. Now, Peter isn't talking about obedience to the law, but what is right? Remember John the baptizer. Repent and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And there were many who believed in the coming of Messiah. 
It's just that they hadn't been given the revelation that this Jesus, the Christ, is the Messiah. He goes on, verse 36. As for the word that he sent to Israel. Now, see, this is where we get Jews being the chosen people. Preaching good news of peace through Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. So this shows that it wasn't just Israel that are the chosen people. But they were chosen through whom the Messiah would come and through whom would come the message of salvation, even to Gentiles. See, Peter was a Jew. The disciples were Jewish. He is Lord of all. You yourselves know what happened throughout all Judea, beginning from Galilee after the baptism that John proclaimed, that's John the baptizer, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Now, he's referring back to the baptism John the baptizer did with Jesus. He went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. And we are witnesses of all that he did, both in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem. They put him to death by hanging him on a tree. But God raised him on the third day and made him to appear, not to all the people, but to us who have been chosen by God as witnesses, who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one appointed by God to be the judge of the living and the dead. To him, all the prophets bear witness that everyone who believes in him, here it comes, receives forgiveness of sins through his name. You see, Peter doesn't stop with the history of the Lord, but he tells the benefit. That's why every sermon needs law and gospel, because the gospel, here's the benefits that God has provided you. Here are the gifts that God has provided you. So this is a preaching of law and gospel by Peter to Cornelius and the Gentiles. Now look at verse 44. While Peter was still saying these things, the Holy Spirit fell on all who heard the word and the believers from among the circumcised who had come with Peter, remember there were some who had come from Joppa, were amazed because the gift of the Holy Spirit was poured out even on the Gentiles. Yeah, you wonder if they had never heard about, you know, Noah and Nineveh and the other times. In fact, Jesus even makes a point when he's in Nazareth that forces, well, moves them to throw them off a cliff when he talks about a Gentile woman whose son was raised from the dead and a Gentile leader. In fact, he was an enemy of Israel who was cured of leprosy by one was Elijah the other was Elisha. Four, they were hearing. Now, the circumcised Jews were hearing the Gentiles speaking in tongues and extolling God. Now, there's no reason not to think that their speaking in tongues was the same kind 
of speaking in tongues that had occurred at Pentecost. Known foreign languages that the disciples were permitted to know in order that they could share the message with all the people who had come to the Pentecost celebration. We're not told what tongues they were speaking in, but uh, being in Caesarea, they probably didn't know Hebrew, and maybe they were speaking that. Then Peter declares, verse 47, Can anyone withhold water for baptizing these people who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have. Remember at Pentecost, there were a number of disciples who received the Holy Spirit in the upper room. Then they preached to the people, and thousands were then baptized that day. And Peter commanded them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And then they asked him to remain for some days. And I'm pretty sure... Peter was not silent during those days. Well, word got out around really good. We're into chapter 11 now. The apostles and the brothers who were throughout Judea heard that the Gentiles also had received the word of God. So when Peter returned back to Jerusalem, the circumcision party, now who's that? That's the Jewish people who believe, okay, you do know that Jesus is the Messiah, but when you believe in him, you still follow the ceremonial laws. You still give a tithe. You still get circumcised. You still may need to do sacrifices, etc. So they were not yet cognizant that all of the ceremonial laws were passe. And so they criticized Peter. Verse 3. You went to uncircumcised men and ate with them? And Peter began and explained it to them in order. And what does he do? Well, the whole next verses talk about how he had seen this sheet with unclean food on it, heard God say, what God has made clean, do not call common, and then... He had gone to Cornelius, and he says, verse 15 of chapter 11, As I began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell on them, just as on us at the beginning. And I remember the word of the Lord, how he said, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Now, that, of course, includes water. Verse 17, remember, he's talking against those Christians who believe you have to be circumcised or you can't be a member of the church. He says, verse 17, if then God gave the same gift to them as he gave to us when we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I that I could stand in God's way? This kind of reminds me of the many times Jesus was asked a question by people who doubted that he was the Messiah. Like, well, should we pay taxes to Caesar? Well, bring me a coin. Whose image is on it? Well, Caesar's. Give unto Caesar what is Caesar's, and unto God what is God. And they were silent. 
This also occurred when the Sadducees talked about a woman has seven husbands. Now, they didn't believe in the resurrection from the dead. Whose husband will be hers at the resurrection? Now, obviously, they were trying to trick Jesus because they didn't believe in a resurrection. And then Jesus informed them there is no giving and taking in marriage at the resurrection. And there finally comes a time when Pharisees, Sadducees, lawyers were always put into a pickle, so to speak, and they stopped asking Jesus questions. Well, what did the party of the circumcision, when they heard these things, they fell silent. And they glorified God, saying, Then to the Gentiles also, God has granted repentance that leads to life. Now, I find that really interesting. That the message of Christianity is not that you will get the forgiveness of sins when you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. No, that's part of the message. But as Jesus himself says, the kingdom of God is now upon you. Repent and believe the gospel, which is the forgiveness of sins. This is very important. A lot of people have the notion that they can make a choice as to whether they're going to believe in Jesus Christ. That's like saying, I can make a decision that the first woman I see tomorrow, say you're a young man, unmarried, the first woman I see at 3 p.m., I will fall in love with. No. No, that's impossible. People can't make a decision to fall in love with someone. That's because we call it falling in love. (laughs) They finally find themselves enamored by a person which can lead to love, which could lead to marriage. In other words, repentance is something that God also grants. Now, repentance can include both sorrow and contrition over sin and faith in Jesus Christ. And it is that kind of repentance that God granted even to the Gentiles. Now, as I said, there's a number of places in the Old Testament this occurred, and it's kind of obvious that Jesus himself reached out to Gentiles You know, there's that one Gentile woman and, you know, asks Jesus to help her. And he says, what have I got to do with dogs? And she says, even the little dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table, which shows her faith in Jesus as her master. And he is really very glorified by that faith that she has and grants her wish, your faith has healed you. Your faith has forgiven you. So if you ever run into somebody who says, well, no, no, Christianity, obviously the chosen people were the Jews and and therefore not the Gentiles. Remind them that yes, the Jews were the chosen people to bring the message of salvation also to the Gentiles, as we've already noted a number of places in the Old Testament And as Acts chapter 10 and 11 really shows.
even those who thought, no, you have to be circumcised, their views were changed when they heard what God was doing with the Gentiles. As they said, then to the Gentiles also, God has granted repentance that leads to life. So, when I'm driving an Uber and I'm trying to figure out if a person is a Christian, just because they say, oh, I, I believe that Jesus was a man who lived at one time, that's not sufficient for proper faith. I always ask them, do you believe he died on the cross? And they'll often say, well, yes. Why did he die on the cross? And then I'm listening to hear what they say. Well, he died to forgive my sins. I now am talking to a Christian. And we can go on from there. Now, Christianity is the only religion where you are saved by God's gracious attitude towards you, not by your works. Unfortunately, on tomorrow's Law Gospel with Wes Reimnitz, we're going to share a resolution adopted by the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America that issues, etc., portrayed as not only not being Lutheran, but not even Christian. Join with us for tomorrow's Long Gospel. God bless. Listen to Long Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law and Gospel, please make your check payable to Concordia Mission Society and mail it to Tom Baker, P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132. To give online, visit lawandgospel101.com or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.